On Saturday, August 14th, head coach Nick Sirianni spoke to the media. Nick, after watching the uh, watching the tape of the game, what, what stuck out to you after watching? Yeah, you know what? It was sometimes you go, you say what you say in a post game pref, pre, uh, press conference, and then you come back and it's, it's some different. But it was pretty much similar to what I said. It was it was a crisp, crisp first half. Like the ones and twos in that first half, they, they were crisp, and it was a sloppy second half. I look forward to being able to correct all the mistakes with the guys today in film session um, and get better from it. At the guard spot, look like you got a lot of reps. Yeah. Uh, how's he coming along at that spot? Just, just like any game, you have some good plays and you have some bad plays that you want back. And I, but I, you know, I definitely think uh, Sua had more good than bad. And, and uh, you know, he's got some just natural power to be able to move guys. So, and we saw that in the game on on uh, on Thursday. When you were negotiating uh, the practice schedule for the joint practices with Belichick, what was that like? What was that, the, what were those conversations like? Yeah, it just just like a normal conversation with how we get ready for a practice with our staff. Um, just because, you know, I think people would be shocked about how much detail goes into pr- planning each and every practice. And so, and and you talk about each and every practice, but then you, you have to set the stage right at the beginning of like, hey, here's how we practice. Like, so it's like you start from the beginning, you guys, you just have to talk about every detail and and so it, it was. It was just like just like normal talking to, to other guys, and we're still having uh, ongoing conversations to get ready for practice on Tuesday. Now, do you have, have a home field advantage in, in those in those negotiations because you're here? <laughs> uh, I think I just think you're you know you just want your team to work um, and and get better from the scenario, and and you want and you want his team to be able to work and get better from it, so you can t- continue to build a relationship and work with each other. So it's, it's I wouldn't say home field advantage, you just work so you're both getting what you want. You said everything was crisp in the first half. With Jalen specifically, any different takeaways after watching the film versus before? Gosh, you know, I thought he played better than I even thought when I got into the room on Thursday night. I just thought he was in complete command of the offense. Again, we're talking about 10 plays, right? But you're still evaluating those, like, it's 60. So great command of the offense great checks great you know perfect ball to Dallas on that check that he made that allowed when you when you put the ball where he put that ball um, that you know that's where you get yards after catch and Dallas was strong with the run um, but yeah I was really really pleased with with the way he with the way he played you know there's there's one or two that I'm like oh, I wanted you to to, to step up and rip it back to the backside, but you know that's what we're we're learning from that. Done differently on the on the long pass to Quez that, that didn't quite connect. You know, was that pressure? Was that no? I, I just think like there's just that timing factor too. Like the the DB did a good job of you know posting his hand on Quez um, as he was going vertical. So you you saw, you kind of saw you know you kind of saw the guy the DB post his hand. Quez was a little late to get the hand off. Um, and it slowed him down just a tick. And this is a timing game and a and precision. It's just it's just getting the rep over and over again with Quez. Like, what am I gonna do when he gets a little bump? And what am I gonna do in this? So, um, I thought it was he was he was it was a ball that he would it would have been right on if Quez didn't get bumped. Sharing the field with Belichick for two days as a as a head coach. What kind of thoughts does that evoke for you? What kind of influence maybe has he been? Well, I think I've mentioned before that I really enjoy. Read or not read, but like watching documentaries on great teams, great coaches, great players. Well, shoot, this is this is the best in the business ever ever to coach. I mean, 
This is the best NFL coach ever. And so really look forward to learning from him. And, and, and uh, you know, just like we watch tape of guys, like, you know, just like um, we, we throw on the tape and say, hey, well, look how you watch this, how to run this route, look how to read this play of players in the NFL. I'll do the same thing here with Coach Belichick. Did you know him before? Like, having, did you know him before? I didn't. I didn't, no, so look forward to getting to know him. Do you have any sense for uh, Devontae right now, how he's coming on his rehab and his chances on Thursday? Yeah, he, right now he's day-to-day. Um, I don't want to put a timetable as far as if I, if he'd be ready for Thursday. I don't know yet. So um, he's working hard and, and working hard to get back, and our trainers are, and our strength staff is doing a great job of, of bringing him back. And so he's day-to-day and look forward to, and look forward to seeing him out there in practice soon. A lot of first-year coaches don't like doing joint practices because they're just trying to put their thing in the first year. To do two of them, what do you what do you see the value as uh, to do two different sets of them? Yeah, I, I just think you it, the monotony of camp sometimes you, you get to go against other people um, and and just work your your game versus other people and. Um, you know, it's like it's game, it's game like, right? And so, but it's in a controlled setting. Um, so, you know, you can't get enough of those those game like situations because, you know, you may you may have something scripted for practice, and this is just like a game goes. You have something scripted, you'll go through it, and then something pops up, and you got to adjust to it. Like the more we can put ourselves in that scenario as coaches and players, the better. What's your message you can, uh, to Jalen in terms of protecting himself and knowing when to slide? When not to, when throw the ball away. Yeah, when not to. yeah, that's a good question. I mean, just yes, th- exactly that. No one to protect yourself and no one to extend plays. You know, th- his one of his greatest abilities that he has though is to extend plays. But there's also a time when you got to know, hey, this play's done. Play the next play. Save yourself a hit. So it really is. It's play, Jeff. It's play, it's play by play, and it's like. Did I think you should extend this one? No. Did I think you did a good job extending this one? Yeah. And just trying to teach it just like you teach any other thing. Should you ever, should you ever try and take on a tackler or should you always slide? Uh, Again, that's, a, that's sometimes like when you slide, I see, you know, there's times where you're like, there's times when if you slide, you put yourself at risk too because the guys are coming in as well. And so there, there's, there's times where a dive is better than a slide. And so we always want to limit his hits. You know, we always want to limit any quarterback's hits. Like the, I think I've told you guys this before, like my favorite stat to look at when you're good at this stat is sacks. And that's one of the most important, like, like how are we protecting our quarterback? Because that, that's that's a, a huge thing to protect the foot, to protect the quarterback and take the hits off them. And it's no different in a scrambling situation. And Nick, with Dillard hurt and with the way Jordan's playing, are, are you going into this now thinking that, that Jordan's your starting left tackle? We've still got a lot of time, Zach. You know, we still got a lot of time to work through uh, through everything and a and, uh, lot more time before we play Atlanta. So not there yet. Just uh, want, to see, want to continue to see Jordan get better every single day. What's the, the biggest thing you learned from Mike McCoy when, he, when you served under him? Yeah, it's great to have him here. Yeah, it's really great to have him here uh, and, and see him practice. Uh, you know, he was he – was, I always respected how much Mike paid attention to situations. Um, he, he just, just there's so many situations that pop up in a game, and I'm not just talking about third down. I'm not talking about red zone. I'm, yes, I'm including those two minute backed up four minute. I'm including those, but there's so many situations within situations. There's so many things that pop up, and he always, he always, always, always spent a ton of time talking about those things and practicing those things and walking through those things and. 
and it made us a smarter football team. I, I do believe that we definitely became a smarter football team because of it. And so I, I always took that from him. And, uh, you know, he was always just I always I always thought he was great with our families, too. Like my wife still my wife, my, my wife can't wait to see him today. Right. And so um, I, I sh- to say hi to him because he was just always great with the families and it made it a family atmosphere there at the Chargers. Getting back to your extending sort of the play conversation. What's the teaching point for climbing the pocket versus blushing out? Do you prefer? I mean, is that something you? Again, it's it's play by play. I'm gonna, you know, Jalen and I haven't watched a game together yet, but yeah, I'm gonna tell him on the on the one where he he scrambled that like boom, step up in the pocket and and take a look at where Dallas was on that play against cover two and and rip it to him and then and then run. So it's again, it's it's you don't want to take away what one of his biggest values are. You just you want him to use that with all his other talents, right? Because he did a great job of stepping up in the pocket, and, and we'll talk about that play today. But I don't ever want to limit him to, to you know, with, with what he's gifted at. But then again, you just, you're just trying to make improvements of when you stay in the pocket as well. Nick, there was 11 running plays the other night uh, with a running back competition you know, pretty tight. Uh, is there anything you take away from what you saw Thursday night from that position? Yeah, you know, it's just, again, we're evaluating the running backs on everything, right? It's not just the running plays. You know, it's, it's the protections, it's the routes, it's all sorts of things. We really, you know, this is no secret, we really are going to use our running backs in the pass game. We're going to. They create great mismatches in games um so you know we were able to you know didn't have a lot of offensive plays i believe we had 45 offensive plays so every play is an evaluation you know one play that really a couple plays that really stick out i'll just i'll mention a couple guys by name jordan howard had a pickup on a third down where he just drilled the guy that was awesome to see um you love that uh, that intensity there and then and i'm talking about pass plays and then uh kenny um Kenny Gainwell had a chip on a defensive end, and every you know, as we watched in the in the coaches meeting, they were like, "Ooh, that one hurt. That slowed that guy down the next time." So it was I, it was good to see the physical play of the back. Kenny also slipped the tackle. The guy had him wrapped up. You just saw how strong he is in the lower body. So we're evaluating, even though it wasn't uh, as many running plays as, as we normally would 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 do. It was it was still a great tool to evaluate. Last year, you spoke about how much it weighed on him to have that injury. Obviously, this one's not as serious, but what is uh, your message to him? And have you had an opportunity to talk to him about keeping his mental state? Yeah, uh, you know, Jeff, we, we've talked to the entire team about adversity, and that was one of one of our talks to the team in um, a team meeting. And that just that, guys, adversity's coming, right? I don't, you know, if you go, if you go seventeen and zero, it may not come as much. That, that's you know, but. Adversity is coming. Even if you go 17 and 0, guys are going to get dinged. Guys are going to get, and it's just, how do you, how do you learn from the adversity and move on and move on and just play the next play? And that's just, there, there's no difference between a loss, a bad play, an injury, etc. It's just, you know, learning that, and that's just the mentality we're trying to have. And we feel like we get that, really, to be honest with you, the same way we get play. You know, you stress it. You talk about it. So, hey, on this play, I want this, 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 and this. The job description is very clear. Hey, when adversity hits, I want this, 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 and this. It's the same kind of format of, of how we talk to the players about it. And, and Nick, we've we're seen still learning about you as a game manager. Um, did you approach the game on Thursday the way you would in the regular season, specifically with with fourth, uh, fourth downs and and, uh, and and field goals and, and, and the go-for-it situations? Yeah, we did. We did, actually, Zach. You know, it was just that, I mean, for me to go out and try to do that game one 
you know, that, I didn't think that would make sense. So we wanted to follow the format the, the same way. And we, you know, again, you, you follow, you, you have a chart of what you think about, but there's also a gut feeling to it, right? You don't, it's just a wise man avoids all extremes. You don't, you're, you're not extreme in anything. We have a chart, we have what it says, but you gotta be ready to adjust. Just like a game, right? Here's what red zone says to do. Oh shoot, we got down in there in red zone and they did something different. You gotta be ready to adjust. Are you expecting to be aggressive in fourth down situations this year? Um, you know, my experience, I, I guess that's, you know what? I'm not even gonna, I'm not gonna go there. I don't, not to not answer your question, but to the same reason of, we have a competitive advantage right now on that, and so I'd like to keep that in-house. Yeah, you've been around some uh, really talented and speedy wide receivers. As it relates to speed, how does Quez stack up? Yeah, he's he saw that that pull away from those guys, that, those guys in the game. Um, yeah, there there's just been a couple times where Quez has run a route, and I don't want I don't want to give him an unfair um, comparison because he's got he's still got work. We all got work to do, right? Um, but there was a couple times that he's he's ran a, a play, and I'm like, gosh, that looked like Travis Benjamin, who we had, and who led the NFL in yards per catch uh, back in 2016. Or, man, did you see how he ran that post? That looked like T.Y. Hilton. Like, so you always you always do that with players. Like, oh, did you see how this guy, you know, did you see how Zach ran that pivot route? It looked like Antonio Gates. You, you compare guys to what you've had in the past, and, and Quez is no different than our other conversations. We've seen Miles Sanders really work on his hands out here, but we have seen some drops. What are the teaching points? How can you guys help him get over that? Yeah, you know, he, he is he's working at it because he knows that he's he's got to continue to improve there, so I love the fact that he's he's doing that. Um, you know, we saw, uh, we've seen Miles drop a couple, um, you know, of angle routes is really where we've really seen it. And that's coming back in and looking at the quarterback and the angle that it's coming through. So we're just trying to simulate that as much as possible. We've had this issue with, uh, I don't want to say it's an issue because he's dropped two balls in practice, but we've had the same thing happen with a, a wide receiver we had in the past. And there's just, and, and so it's, it's, it's nice the fact that you're like, you kind of have a blueprint, right? You go through something, if you... Like, this is anything, right? You go through an adversity, this receiver dropping passes, and you can either learn from it or do everything you're doing the exact same, right? And so you learn from it, and you add a couple of catching drills that you potentially to your routine. And so we feel like we've been through this, and, and we're going to do the same thing with us. The decision to play uh, Brendan Brooks, I mean, it was his first time in a game since 2019. I mean, how did you think he looked, and, and you know, what kind of sign is that going for? Quick, powerful, explosive. I mean, he's, he's a really good football player. So just wanted to get him out there with the rest of the offensive line, and I was excited the way he played. Jamal has talked in the past, getting back to, to Miles, he's talked about you need these traits. You need the runner, the pass receiver. Uh, the pass protector, so forth. As a play caller, does it make it more difficult if you have to piecemeal that, or would you rather have it, uh, you know, one guy so you don't tip your hand? I think I, I think I've always been, and especially in that room, piecemeal it together. And that's our job as coaches to make sure you're not tipping your hand, right? So it's like, okay, if this guy fits this role, he can't just do this role, or the defense is going to know it. So it is. Um, it's and you guys and you got to have guys that have rest too right so i like that we do it by committee because and, and that we've always done it by committee because it just it gives the guy rest but you know uh guys are good that's just our job as coaches who does what well and let them let them do that but without giving any tips to the defense last one guys when you have a, a mobile quarterback like Jalen, how much does it limit 
a defense's ability to play a lot of man against you? Yeah, I think, you know, what we've seen really is, like, two-man is, like, the one that you really think about. Like, they ain't playing two-man against us. Now, there's different ways defenses can do that because they can play two-man and spy you, right? But then they only have a three-man rush. So you're, you're taking risks there, too. Uh, you know, like, these last this last year, like, like we were like, well, we're going to get two-man this week. We had we had Phillip, and he was able to deliver. He did so many other things really well. And so – but – we knew we were getting two man, and this year, you know, I, we haven't been into the game planning per se of you know a, a full game plan. But um, I, I'm am expecting not to get as much of that to be 100% honest with you. All right, thanks, Coach. Thanks, guys. Eagles Entertainment.